coldest words, the coldest heart, the deepest wounds, the endless dark, the lonely ache, the burning tears, the bitter nights, the wasted years. But the cross is
is cast away at sea. So John Wesley asked her, he says, don't you fret at any of these things? She answered with a loving smile on her pale cheeks, oh no, how can I fret at anything which is the will of God? Let him take all beside. He has given me himself, and I have learned to love and praise him every moment. What an attitude. When I read that story, it convicted me. It made me to just, the little things that sometimes don't go our way, we complain and things, difficult circumstances. Here's a woman who lost seven family members. If you call it, count the husband, that'd be the eighth one. And then she herself is confined to a bed of illness and she's the one who's smiling. And she's the one who's rejoicing. And that's why he was so amazed. Don't you fret at any of these things. Yes, things in life can get us down, can't it? There can be discouragement. There can be difficulty. There can be problems. And we all face it. But when we know that everything that happens in our lives comes from the Lord, and it's His will, either His permissive will or His perfect will, we can accept it and it can put a smile on our face and joy in our hearts knowing that His will is to be done. God's will will never lead us where His grace cannot keep us. And we're so thankful for that. And if I were to ask you this question, do you want to do God's will? I think every hand would go up, sure I do, yes I do, of course I want to know God's will, of course I want to do God's will. But how many of us, when we find out what God's will is for us personally, start to kind of question that? Why is God doing this? Why is he allowing that? Why is this situation happening to me again and again and again? And why am I not getting well faster? And why isn't this happening quicker? But when we come to the point in life where we say, Lord, I want your will no matter what, he will do great and mighty things with us. But we have to surrender. We have to just commit our lives to the Lord and trust in him and say, Lord, your will be done. You know, so many times people say, I'm all in for God's will. You can count me in as long as God's will is fun. As long as it's exciting. As long as it's something I want to do, I'm with you. I'm with you. But, you know, if it is going to involve any kind of sacrifice, mm -mm, no, sorry. If it's going to involve any kind of pain, mm, I don't want that. If it's going to involve any hardship, no. Mm -mm. Any suffering, nope, I don't want it. We cannot say that. We have to come to the Lord and say, Lord, I want your will. I desire to know your will. I want to determine your will, and then I want to do it. No excuses, no turning back, I want to do your will, no matter what it entails for our lives. So many times we grow up, don't we? We dream of what I want to do in the future. I want to be this, I want to be that, and we don't end up turning out that way, do we? God has different plans. He works things out in a different way. But we know that God's will is always best for us if we just trust in him. And really, when you come down to the will of God, a lot of times it comes down to the will of God is already revealed to us in His Word. He's given us the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. He's given us His Word. And in His Word is the revealed will of God. So right there, we have about 90% of it. The rest of it is circumstances that He leads us on the specific things of life. 
And when we're willing to go for counsel, go to prayer, go to his word, he will show us what to do. And we always look back and say, wow, Lord, if you hadn't done that and I had done what I thought was best or I had done my will, wow, look how it would have turned out. It would have come up in flames. It would have been burned up with ashes. But because I trusted in you, Lord, you took me right through it, right through it. God's will is good because God is good. The Lord Jesus taught us in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 10 when he said the Lord's Prayer. The end of the Lord's Prayer, it says, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And that always strikes me when it says on earth as it is in heaven, because you know God's will is done in heaven, right? 24-7, 365, all through eternity, God's will is done. The only time God's will wasn't done in heaven is when Lucifer, who became Satan, rebelled against God and he and all these evil angels, they were all cast out. But other than that, God's will in heaven is done perfectly. It's done on time. It's done immediately, without question, without doubt, without speculation. And that's how it should be done in our lives as well. God gives us the grace to do His will. And He never asked you, and He never asked me to do something that we can't handle. And the reason we, can't, we can handle it is because He gives us the grace to handle it. If we were to look at a circumstance and a situation, we could look at that and we could say, I could never go through that, right? That lady who lost her son in the accident, and it was no coincidence, Chantel happened to meet her this week and was able to comfort her and encourage her. This lady who, who lost her, her child in that accident, that terrible accident on 680. And you, how do you know what to say? But what we do as Christians, we know that God has a way and he has a plan and he knows what's going to happen in our lives. The title of our message today is Doing the Will of God Joyfully. Doing the Will of God Joyfully. Some of us will do the will of God, but we do it grudgingly. We do it without our whole heart in it. We know we have to do it, but we're not really happy about it. But God wants us to be like this woman in the sickbed who had that joy that said, Lord, how can I fret over anything that is your will in my life? It's good for me. And it's for your glory. And that's what we're going to look at today. Doing God's will and doing it joyfully. Today we're going to see four things that the Bible says in the New Testament are God's will for us. And we can know them confidently that these are God's will because they even say so in so many words. The first one is God's will is separation from sin and from this world. Now that's not a popular topic. So sorry, folks. We're not going to have a, a politically correct message today. If I was in that movie and they said, Dean, bring your sermon notes in here for the last three months, well, I'd bring this one in and they wouldn't like that first point. Mm -mm, they would not like it. But like that pastor who refused to take his sermon notes in, despite the consequences, he would refuse to do that. Secondly, God's will is suffering for the cause of Christ. And that's not another popular one among Christians. You're not going to hear it in many churches that this is God's will for you to suffer because they want to fill the churches with all kinds of people. And if you start talking about separation and you talk talking about suffering, you're going to lose one and then you're going to lose another and you're going to lose another. And people say, I want to go to a church that makes me feel good. I don't want to go to a church that convicts me. I don't want to go to a church that makes me feel uncomfortable. 
And yet, God's will for us is separation from the world, and it is to suffer for the cause of Christ. Thirdly, God's will is to endure through the end. To endure, to have that spirit of keeping going all the way to the end. And number four is God's will for us is to be thankful in all things. Well, I mentioned it's not a popular topic nowadays, but for Christians it's vital. It's vital. You can't live a successful Christian life and you cannot serve the Lord successfully if you're not separated from this world and set apart for God. You can't do it. It's impossible. Romans 12, 1 and 2 is such a familiar portion to us and it's so powerful. And Paul writing to the Romans says this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God does not want us to allow the world to squeeze us into its mold. There was a writer of uh, one of the translations who put it that way, that said, do not allow the world to squeeze you into its mold. Everybody wants everybody to be the same nowadays. We mentioned it already, politically correct. Brother Adel, you're not politically correct. And you don't plan to be, right? Okay, me either, I'm with you on that. Because we don't want to be politically correct, we want to be scripturally correct. We want to be correct in God's sight. And that's why he wants us to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. And when we do that, we prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Did you ever think of that? God's will is good, it's acceptable, and it's perfect. And it's just for us. You know, we saw in that movie on Friday night, and I've seen it now two full times all the way through, and I saw a part way through on a, on a third time. And in that movie, we saw this principle worked out of separation from the world and from sin. We saw in the movie a teacher take a stand for what she believed.